We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, and always live on the free Odyssey app, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, right here at 670 The Score and your free Odyssey app, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. I'm David Haw, along with Bruce Levine, talking baseball between 9 and 11 like we do every Saturday morning. Today, praising a teammate who has achieved baseball immortality. And describing two baseball teams in town who won't come anywhere close. Good morning, Bruce. How are you? Wow, did you write that, David? Very, very beautifully uh, said. I, I didn't know you were writing your own copy now for the radio. <laughs> How are you doing, Bruce? I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm here in Cooperstown for Marquee Sports Network. We're doing a uh, half-hour special on uh, Pat Hughes that'll run sometime here in the near future, so we're uh, gathering a lot of sound and interviews with Pat and people around the event. It's a, it's, it's a pretty here for Marquee, and uh, it's, it's going to be fun doing the show today as uh, we are going to give you a little color of what's going on here by uh, bringing in Pat's uh, teammates, Ron Coomer and Zach Sademan. They'll be joining us at uh, 9.30, 10 o'clock, Ozzie Guillen talking a little bit more about uh, the Chicago White Sox and what's going on there. And, David, where would you like to start today? Well, I think that's a good place to start only because Pat Hughes becomes the 47th recipient of the Ford C. Frick Award today around 2 o'clock. And the speech will be streamed live on MLB.com. And that will be, you know, at the same time the Cubs are playing the Cardinals at Wrigley Field, and you'll be listening right here on The Score what we're going to do to let our, our listeners know who don't want to miss a moment of Pat's speech is that after the game, after Mike Esposito's postgame show, I'm going to be back on, Bruce, and I'm going to uh, introduce uh, Pat's speech, and we're going to play it in its entirety, however long it goes. I know he's ready for it. We'll talk to Coom and Zach about what is going into it. He's thought a lot about it, and then we're going to play the speech, and then I'm going to come back, react to it, and uh, we're going to have a little bit of a post-game post-game show. So it's a long day of baseball here on the score, but it's not every day that somebody like Pat Hughes goes into the Hall of Fame, the fifth broadcaster who has won the award. Bob Elson, Jack Brickhouse, Harry Carey, Hawk Harrelson, and today Pat Hughes makes history. So that's where we're starting, and then we're going to talk about, let's face it, there's a lot going on, maybe not on the field to, to notice, but a lot of talk about trade possibilities Bruce with the deadline right now only nine days away yeah there is a a tremendous amount of activity uh, at Wrigley Field before I left uh, on Thursday night Uh, 
there were a tremendous amount of scouts. I'd say there were eight, eight to ten scouts just looking at uh, Stroman and the Cardinals. And, you know, Cardinals and Cubs both are uh, going to be pretty active here, we think. Uh, so um, plenty of scouts there. A lot of people interested in Cody Bellinger. Uh, I mean, we've heard a lot about the, the Stroman stuff, um, David. We've heard certainly about Hendricks, maybe a little bit about Smiley. Uh, but uh, Cody Bellinger being one of the hottest hitters in baseball right now. And I know I can, I can feel Cubs Nation's anger right now hearing about Bellinger being traded. I think there's a better possibility, David, that the Cubs would try to hold on to Bellinger past this deadline than there is for Stroman. And the reason I say that is... With Stroman, you have a, a, an outstanding pitcher that it's going to bring you back a lot that can walk away from his contract in November. With Bellinger, and he'll be 33 years old, with Bellinger at age 28, you have a, a legitimate gold glove candidate in center field at first base, a left-handed bat, which is a tremendous commodity in baseball, and a former MVP playing up to that level this year. It would give the Cubs, David, August, September, October, three months before he can become a free agent if he declares that. They have a year option left on him at $25 million. It's a mutual option, meaning that Cody can walk away, the Cubs can walk away by buying him out. Um, I would think it would be good business to hold on to Cody Bellinger, even though it's Scott Boros, the agent, for... August, September, October, just to see if you could get a long-term deal works out, worked out. This is the perfect guy to build around. I totally agree with that, Bruce. I think that when you look at the realities with both guys, Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger, the two most marketable Cubs at the moment, you can understand why Marcus Stroman, why really even with all of the quality starts he's provided, and he's been terrific this year. In the last start, let's you know everyone's human. But I understand the baseball economics and the realities that may force Jed Hoyer to end up dealing Marcus Stroman, maybe to the Rays, maybe to somebody, get a prospect in return. He's a starting pitcher, as you say, in his 30s. Future MVPs are hard to find, too. And Cody Bellinger could be a future MVP, and that's not exaggeration. You look at his last month of baseball, and he's reminded you why he won that award with the Dodgers. This is a guy who has had a resurgent season. He's been the hottest hitter in baseball since June 24th, hitting 442. The last 30 games, his slash line is 380, 415, 602 with six home runs. This is, a, this is an elite power hitter in the middle of your lineup. Those guys are hard to find. Keep him as long as you can. Make a deal, make a pitch in the offseason. He could be your biggest offseason signing. Because if you want to be realistic about Otani, <laughs> I would love that. We all would love that in Chicago. But is it going to happen? I don't know. I do think you could be realistically in the mix for Cody Bellinger. Right. And, and, and David, uh, well put. On top of all that, you have to think that – Hoyer and Hawkins and everybody else at, at Wrigley, as well as Mr. Ricketts when it's brought to his attention, um, realize that they have no pop in the lineup outside of Bellinger, okay? 
there, you know, you have Swanson who can hit a little bit uh, for home runs, but the rest of the hitters are either one, two, or six, seven, eight, nine hitters. Okay, there is no three, four, five in the Cubs lineup. Bellinger is that guy. He is one of those guys, and the, the Cubs are going to hear some good names for Bellinger because of the fact there's a team that they had a trade with in 2021. A first baseman went there for some young pitching, and that was uh, Anthony Rizzo. The New York Yankees are in deep need of some pop for their lineup with Judge still out and left-handed bat at none other than Yankee Stadium, the short porch, a home run haven for left-handed hitters. So from that perspective, there will be good trades to turn down for the Chicago Cubs, but the best trade they can make is no trade at all for Bellinger. Do their best to sign him. And and again, I know if Hoyer's listening, if Hawkins are listening, they're going, Levine, you're nuts because Scott Boros almost always takes his players to free agency, okay? Doesn't allow them for extensions. If you make the, the kind of offer that Bellinger says to, to Boros, take it. Look, I'm taking six years, $180 <laughs> take million. Dollars, right. right. Take it. Hit so the players got worth, to have a voice here. You're right. right. David, is it worth the gamble to you? I, I think that you have to consider all those things with Cody Bellinger, the fact that he likes playing in Chicago as much as he has said he does, fits in with this group, is a great teammate and in the clubhouse. So all kinds of things lead you to believe, yeah, that's a that's a risk worth taking for the Cubs. Let him go into the end of the season, maybe into free agency, and then make your pitch and hope that he comes to uh, – or he can get Scott Boris to come to his senses. Meanwhile, Bruce, on the south side, the trade rumors continue to fly as well. And I don't know if Lance Lynn pitched his way out of those conversations last night, but tell me that what team, Bruce, would want to give up anything – why would they want to waste their time watching another outing by Lance Lynn? He now has given up 28 home runs. Nobody in baseball has given up more. His 25 runs in the first inning in 20 starts gives him a 10.8 ERA, the highest in Major League Baseball. Let's start there. When you remember look at when the you pitchers were, on the market. Remember when you were in high school and uh, you knew the prom king or prom queen wasn't going to be your date, Okay. So then you went, you went to the, uh, the next tier of people that you were interested in going to the prom with. That, that's Lance Lynn in baseball, okay? okay? Uh, I believe he's sixth in uh, the American League in strikeouts. So he does still retain that. Now I'll get to the other reality. He's number one in baseball in giving up home runs, 28 home runs so far this year. He's on pace for over 40 home runs, which is a – a huge number allowed. Um, <clears throat> should he be mixing in more breaking balls with all those different three fastballs he throws? Probably so. Uh, he's a stubborn guy. That stubbornness has made him an outstanding pitcher throughout his career. At this point of his career, that stubbornness needs to be maybe uh, toyed with a little bit to make him the pitcher that he needs to be. You know, 94, 95, uh, and, and the hitter knowing it's a fastball of some sort, whether it's a, a four-seamer, a cutter, a uh, two-seamer, they know it's a fastball, okay? 
So from that perspective, there's a comfortability for the hitters right now with his stuff. Not, qu not quite what it used to be, still good enough, but he needs to throw in a little breaking stuff along the way, in my opinion. That said, there's still going to be a market for Lance Lynn. Is it what the White Sox want coming back? Is it going to be a great number one, two, three, or four player in somebody's organization? I don't know. I mean, you might be right. He might have pitched his way beyond that ability to get that. But when push comes to shove, everything changes nine days from now, right about this time, because 3 p.m. Uh, on uh, August 1st, that's when uh, everything changes because you call BS to everybody at that point and say, you either want a pitch or you don't because there is no more waiver deals in baseball. You're either trading for a pitcher right then and there, or it's you and the organization the rest of the way. 312-644-6767. What do you think about the White Sox and how active they will be at the trade deadline, whether it's Lance Lynn or other guys we will talk about? What about the Cubs, who are back in action today with Michael Fulmer, the opener against Miles Michaelis at Wrigley Field, pregame right here on the score, 1235. And, oh, by the way, Pat Hughes, Going into the Hall of Fame, there's a lot that goes into that story. And if you missed the debut of Pat's call to the Hall last night here on The Score, you'll be able to hear it again today following Cubs postgame, following Pat, Hayes, Pat Hughes' induction speech that I will pre present to you. Pat's call to the Hall on demand on the Odyssey app, brought to you in part by Granger, the official partner of the Chicago Cubs and Wrigley Field. Call, click, Granger.com, or just stop by. Bruce. Is Tim Anderson a guy that you expect to be traded in the next 10 days? You know, I don't. And the only reason I say that is I don't think they can get the value for who Tim Anderson. I mean, I'll preface it by asking you, who do you think Tim Anderson is right now? And if you're a posing general manager, what do you think you're getting for next year when you still have him under contract? I think that Tim Anderson is the way he's hitting coming out of the all-star break the way that he's taking that approach at the plate that looks very familiar i think tim anderson potentially is an infield catalyst for a contending team whether he wants to play and is willing to play second base or whether he wants to hold down the shortstop position like he typically does and has for the white Sox. i think tim anderson does have some value based on the way that he's had a little bit of a resurgent past week or 10 days the best thing that ever happened to him might be the WBC and baseball people getting him to, uh, to see Tim Anderson play second base. I believe that uh, that is helpful not only to them, but to Tim, who played that position uh, a couple of weeks ago, played there a couple of games because his shoulder was hurting. They put him at second base. Um, maybe that's the future in another organization for him. With eyes wide open for another general manager are you giving up less david for a second baseman who hits 300 you hope uh but doesn't have a lot of pop at this point uh compared to uh, a year ago when you would be trading for a shortstop that has a lot of pop in the bat and could hit 15 to 20 home runs i don't think he's hit a home run in over a year july 15 2022 the anniversary was last saturday i'm sorry we forgot to honor it but that was the last time Tim Anderson hit a home run. See, I think I two you, things. You are, you are a mean guy. Number one, Bruce, <laughs> knock it off. 
Number two <laughs> is that Tim Anderson, uh, to me, represents the kind of baseball player, whether he plays short or second, the kind of baseball player that can help a contender. And I think that those kind of intangibles and that kind of plate approach can be effective in a pennant race because of my other point. Tim Anderson, as a MLB veteran, as at this stage of his career, could benefit, I believe, from a change of scenery. And the boost that he would get mentally, I believe, he seems like this season has worn him down. Maybe it's the weight of things off the field. Maybe it's all the losing on it. But whatever the case, Tim Anderson looks like a player that Chicago should be happy for if he goes somewhere else and wins a little and has fun again and finds the, the magic that he has been missing the last year and a half or so for whatever reason. But I think all those things make me think that it would not shock me now if Tim Anderson is dealt before the deadline. Well, I, I, I love your point. Um, it's like a college uh, top uh, basketball player or football player transferring to another college. It, it's the same mentality that you bring up, David. The idea that with all of the off-the-field stuff that uh, we think we know about, which we really don't, uh, about him and his distraction from the game that going to an LA or a New York or a Toronto or wherever the trade might take him uh, might take him not only mentally but it initially takes you physically mm -hmm. away from these situations off the field I think that would be a, a huge boost for him I mean look it's like it's like you or me saying you know I'm going on vacation because life has gotten to me I think that's a good point, Bruce, and, and to uh, your, your college analogy is a good one. And in that context, Tim Manderson, it's time for him to, answer, to enter the transfer portal. Just stay away from Northwestern. Let's go out to the phone lines, the scored listener line, powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Dave is in Swinger, Wisconsin. Good morning, Dave. Welcome inside the clubhouse. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? Um, I remember when I was in the high, Slinger High School Hall of Fame and I got to talk to Pat Hughes and he was as happy for me as I am for him. I, I couldn't have been more happier to hear that Pat Hughes made it to the Cooperstown's Hall of Fame. And I, and I am going to get his card sent to Wrigley Field. And I, I, when I heard the news, I couldn't have been more happier. He was wonderful to me when I got into the Hall of Fame at Slinger High School. Dave, that's a great story and memory. Thank you for sharing it with us. Bruce, it should not surprise. I know it doesn't surprise you or me when you hear somebody remember their high school Hall of Fame moment and Pat Hughes uh, probably at that point in time working in Milwaukee, it sounds like, maybe at a high school event treating that young man like he was a major leaguer and making him feel special because he has a, a, a knack for doing just that each and every day. Yeah, that, that's that's a great story, and there's so many wonderful stories of uh, the personal touch that Pat has had with Cub fans, which makes him—I won't say what makes him unique beyond the other beloved broadcasters in uh, in baseball—but it, it, it is it is such a baseball type story, you know. I mean, uh, you you have 20, 27 years of Pat Hughes as a Chicago Cub announcer. And, you know, David, I've had the privilege of sitting with him at the Cub convention uh, many years as he signs. And 
his lines are as long or longer than the players' lines at the Cub convention because not only do they get to come up and get an autograph from him, but they, they also, it's inevitable that every one of them says, thank you so much for being that voice of the summer, for being the voice of the Cubs, for being there for us when things are good, bad, or indifferent for the Cubs, but always being someone there that's, that's there for us and our families, something we can count on when other things aren't going well. And I've heard these stories time and time again, and it's really legitimate. There's a lot of emotion when people come up to talk to Pat. He has an uncommon sincerity that I think it just connects with a lot of people from all walks of life, and he is a soundtrack of so many summers. Let's squeeze in a phone call before we break from our buddy Ron on the south side, who is also a guy who is uncommonly sincere. Good morning, Ron. Welcome inside the clubhouse. Good morning, guys. And look here, I'm a 50-year White Sox fan, but love Pat Hughes. Uh, and not what he just does, Bruce, uh, for the Cubs, and before a uh, for a baseball fan listening to him. So I want to say that congratulations to the great Pat Hughes. Now, real quickly, you all mentioned Tim Anderson. This is a question I have, guys. If you don't move Tim Anderson, they're going to keep Ben attending. Can't trade him. Going to keep Roberts. You can't trade Juan Mankata. Uh You're going to keep Eloy. And they said they want to hold on to Bob. So, guys, other than just moving a few pitchers, if they retain those position players, this team is going to be the same. The same, and, and, and David, I've told you during the week, it's the same felt nuclear. You have to trade some of these position players. Bringing that back, is I don't see where you're going as far as uh, retooling the team or starting over. So maybe you all can comment on that for me. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Ron. Appreciate the phone call. Bruce, I, I think this. He's got a great point. You've got to be willing to trade somebody like Tim Anderson, somebody like uh, Eloy Jimenez, somebody like Yasmani Grandal to change the mix in your clubhouse, to change the mix on your team. The pitchers are the pitchers. You'll get something in return, but to be uh, to affect real change, you've got to be able to and willing to take real risk. It's it's not like Kenny Williams and Rick Hunter. Not they they don't work for waste management. Okay, they they're in the business of trading and getting commodities. And when your commodity is at a low ebb, like a lot of the White Sox position players are, uh, you also have to be prudent to the point of I'm not just giving this guy away to appease the fan base. I have to get the most I can for him. And when David, when they're not playing at their best or they're like in the Eli situation where a general manager will go, yeah, we love his talent. But how many games can we pencil them in for? Okay. Are we going to get 90? You know, what What are we really getting here? How will we keep him on the field? We'd love to have him now. How do we figure out what he's worth when we uh, when the White Sox ask us for some young players or a young position player or outfielder back? You know, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. He's Bruce Levine. I'm David Hall. We are here on Inside the Clubhouse paying tribute to Pat Hughes, our teammate who is going into the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown today as the winner of the Ford Frick Award. And two more guys who know Pat as well as anybody sit next to him on a daily basis. Ron Coomer and Zach Zaidman will join us next from Cooperstown here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
We're back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. I think I'm just so pleased to be part of this amazing group of baseball announcers and the fact that I've worked with uh, some of them, Bob Eucher and Harry Carey, among others, and I listened to many of them as a child, including Russ Hodges and Lon Simmons and Bill King, the Bay Area voices of my childhood. I'm actually going to be joining them. It's, um, it's, it's a little overwhelming. It really is, but I'm very pleased. I've worked very hard to get where I am, but a lot of people work hard and do not uh, achieve this this wonderful honor. So I'm I'm uh, grateful. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score: David Hall, Bruce Levine, until 11 o'clock, talking baseball, paying tribute to a teammate who achieves baseball immortality today. The voice of Pat Hughes. Yes, you heard him talking earlier this week on the Bernstein and Holmes show. Yes, you will hear him later today giving his acceptance speech. At 2 o'clock on MLB.com, you can live stream it, or you can stay right here on the score and listen to it after the Cubs postgame show where I will introduce Pat's words, and you will hear them, and we'll talk about them. And then we will also hear another play of Pat's call to the hall. If you didn't hear it last night, get it on your Odyssey app. It's brought to you in part by Granger, the official partner of Chicago Cubs and Wrigley Field. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Bruce, it's going to be a special day for Chicago baseball fans. Absolutely. We're going to talk to two special people who work with Pat on a uh, daily basis. Uh, I'm privileged to be in that booth for all the pregame shows as well as I do my baseball insider along with uh, Pat and Ron and Zach. And uh, I know. Uh, both uh, Zach and uh, Ron uh, flew in yesterday along with uh, program director for the score, Mitch Rosen, on a special flight uh, into uh, Cooperstown. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking to them really quickly here. And that brings us to our guest hotline presented by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, where we have the fine gentlemen who sit alongside Pat Hughes each and every day, each and every game. I have to say this before we introduce Zach Zaidman and Ron Coomer. The picture that Zach posted on Twitter of him and Coom and Pat Hughes at the Hall of Fame dinner on Friday night. I don't know who looked happier, Pat or Zach. Zach, you've got to be having the time of your life. Coom, you've got to be enjoying this. Let's start with Coom. What does this weekend mean to you and how has it been? Well, it, it, first of all, good to talk to you guys and uh, I, I think for me, most of all, it's just I'm really happy to be coming to Cooperstown to celebrate, um, you know, Pat going in. I think, you know, being a friend and, and partners, to me, that's, you know, just very happy, very proud of him and enjoying all of the festivities that's you know going on. And him and I sat together uh, next to each other during dinner last night talking and, you know, it, he had that almost surreal look to him, like, 
is this really happening to me? Because everywhere you look, there's the greats of our game, the greats broadcasters, the great reporters, you know, and it's just, it is one of those moments where everywhere you turn around and say, Hey, Hey, you know, and it's, and, and this weekend is about him. And that's a really cool thing. I'm just really happy to be celebrating his weekend here in Cooperstown and his induction with him. Zach? I think, I think the thing that stands out to me is exactly what Coombs said, is just watching the sheer joy on Pat's face. You know, we're in this room, and everywhere you turn, oh, there's Griffey, there's Chipper, there's Jeter, there's Tory, there's Rhino, there's Billy. And, and he's part of that club now. And it's a club that lasts forever. And I think when you hit the zenith of your professional career and you're able to share it with the people that matter most to you, as Pat is able to do, I mean, what's not to love? And, and I go back to something that Pat said the day that he got the call. And, Coom, you were there. You remember what it was like uh, that December day. And he was listening to all these different people talk about him and the greatness of his career. And he said it's almost as though – you're talking about somebody else, but we're not. We're, we're talking about you, Pat, and I think that's that's what stands out to me. And, and I'm glad he's able to to soak this all in because not everybody who is part of this special club has been able to enjoy it, and, and Pat's getting an opportunity to enjoy it. Coom, uh, I, I look at uh, Pat as like kind of the Cal Ripken of uh, announcers. I wonder what your and Zach's thoughts are about what is uh, uniquely different about Pat or makes him sound so uh, easy? Make, I'll rephrase it. What makes his broadcast with you guys sound so easy and so uh, at home for three hours every day? Well, Bruce, first of all, great question. But I, I, I think it's, it has nothing to do with Zach and I. We're part of the program, right? And it's, it's great. And I love being his partner and all that, but he, it didn't matter who his partner was. And that's why he's in the hall of fame. He had other partners that he had great, um, just a great chemistry with, with, you know, the first uh, Pat and Ron show, right. With Al McGuire, with Uke, and, you know, and Bobby talked about it and how, you know, Pat is a unique talent and he does as a player, when I would listen to him broadcast the games as I was driving through Chicago and, you know, playing for the twins or the Yankees or Dodgers and, you know, playing on the other side of town against the White Sox, but I would listen to their broadcast. There's a, there is, there's like a, he brings you into, into the ballpark and he's like, you know, he has that smooth way of talking. Like it's just, Wow, it's like your grandfather or somebody's talking and and they're telling a story and you're just sitting at the edge of your seat waiting to hear. And that doesn't matter if the game's two to one in Game Seven of the World Series or if it's you know a July day and the game is eight to two. It just didn't matter. And he he treats them all the same and he just has that sound that everybody loves to listen to. And that doesn't matter who's sitting next to him. I'm just really fortunate that. Right now, I'm the one sitting next to him. Zach, you and I have talked a lot about this. I'd like you to expound upon it. When when Pat makes that rare mistake that every broadcaster is going to make uh, d- 
doing three hours for 162 games a year. What is what is that talent where he's able to take that mistake and turn it almost into a bit on himself and keep moving along with a great broadcast? What is that all well, about? Bruce, that's part of what makes Pat a Hall of Famer. I, I think in, in listening to what Coombe was saying moments ago, when you think about Pat Hughes, right, we often say that the the radio play-by-play announcer of any team is known as the voice of that team. That's what stands out about Pat Hughes. He is the voice of the Cubs, but it's that voice that makes him distinct. So you start with that. It's a voice that no one else has. It's a voice that resonates through the speakers of the radio. Then you go to his vocabulary, which gives him a command of the broadcast that few have. And I think that stands out. And then you talk about what Coombe just mentioned, the chemistry. He's able to work with anybody, and he's able to put his ego aside, poke fun of himself when he makes a mistake, or allow his partner to shine. And for many years, he was in the shadow. And and Coombe just mentioned the legendary names that that he started his career working with, whether it was Bob Euchre. Remember when he first came to the Cubs, it was briefly Harry Carey, obviously Ron Santo. And he, he was almost in the shadow of these legends, but because he never made it about himself and was able to play beautifully off those characters and, and, and legendary personalities, he became a man who eventually ended up winning the highest possible individual award. I think that's what stands out to me. There's no situation where Pat seems uncomfortable. Even during the broadcast, there are moments where Kuhn may throw out some line and you're thinking, oh, he's got him. Pat will come back in less than two seconds with something that just makes you roar in the car laughing. That's why you hear me laughing in the back of the booth many times, because it is legitimately funny. He's so genuine. He's so quick-witted. And none of that ever comes at the expense of what's happening on the field. I mean, think about that. That's very hard to do where the game is always the thing. But, man, we're going to give you so much more because he's so gifted at being able to talk about things in life that you would never think you'd hear on a baseball game. That's what makes him so special. We're joined by Zach Zaidman and Ron Coomer, Pat Hughes' teammates. They are in Cooperstown where Pat Hughes today will become the 47th recipient of the Ford C. Frick Award. This is inside the clubhouse at Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Okay, Coomer and Zach, I think those are – tremendous tributes and this is the one thing that I, I wanted to ask about because it's always struck me is the the line that Pat is able to walk I love it when he says reporting from Wrigley Field because he still considers himself a reporter but there's every Cub fan out there that listens to him every summer and believes that he's as passionate about the Cubs as they are he walks a line between being somewhat objective and still being that reporter that people respect and being the biggest fan in the booth. How is he able to do that in your mind, Coom? Because it is something I think requires a high degree of skill. It does require some skill. There's no doubt about that. Because as we know, not, not every season is a, is a Picasso, right? It's, they're not all great. And, uh, you know, and that's just the way it is. And that's for every team in Major League Baseball. But that doesn't mean you, you like your team less or – you feel any less about them one year over another, whether they're a world series team or, you know, they're finishing in fourth place, you know, you're, you're, we're still, you know, promoting the Cubs and broadcasting the Cubs. Um, So that's the way it is. 
I think there's there's something that he does that, and and I I believe um, it's the right way to do it. Is you have to be honest, David. I think that's the biggest thing. Both you guys are reporters, and you know you have to be honest with the audience. And I think in Chicago, as much as any other town, our fans know what's going on. They're 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 an educated fan, and if you candy coat or you sugarcoat things that aren't right, that they, they see right through it. He doesn't do that. He doesn't dwell on the negative, but you have to report the truth. And there's an honesty to his his broadcast, um, and it'll always be that way. That is not something that he tries to do. That's just him. He's going to report the truth, and, and that's a, just a great way to do it. Guys, take us into that booth and tell us about the fact uh, that we we know he he shares with you guys everything. He uh, is gracious with both of you. You both have become better broadcasters, but he's become a uniquely different broadcaster working with both of you as well. And uh, the awareness of that synergy between the three of you and how that has developed into a broadcast that has also enhanced Pat's career, in my opinion. Cool. I think, you know, just listening to that question, it goes back to, Bruce, what, what Coombe said earlier. It just so happens that Coombe and I are in the booth right now. But Pat's gift is being able to connect, right? He's connected generations of fans uh, together. He's connected you to the, the biggest moments that you've ever heard in Cubs history and, and some of the, the lowlights as well. But I, I think that goes back to his ability to create chemistry where he can work with anybody. And I think the thing that stands out to me, and, and Kuma, I think you'd agree with this, right? When we come into work, yeah, it's work, but it's fun. We love doing what we do. And I, I think when, when you walk into work and you open the door to the booth and you come in and you know, you don't know what's going to transpire that day on the field, but you know, no matter what happens on the field, we're going to have a good time for the two and a half, three hours that we're on the air. That's, I think, part of what makes Pat special to me is, is that we're all going to be involved. We're all going to laugh. We're all going to playfully rib one another. We're going to learn some things that we didn't know before we started the day. And, and that's why you tune in, right? Because it's entertaining. And to go back to what David was saying, Pat's a reporter, but part of being a reporter is also being a performer, right? This is a stage. Baseball's a stage and it's entertainment and he brings you in. You feel like you're at Wrigley Field, even though you're in the car listening and things are, are flying through the speakers of your radio. You feel that way because Pat is able to report all that stuff and bring it to life. But part of anything that's entertaining is the ability to laugh and joke around and learn. And I think he does a masterful job of bringing all of us together and doing that over the course of three hours every single day. So well put, Zach. So well put, Coom. You guys have the time of your lives today. I'm glad to hear that you guys had the time of your lives last night. It's so much fun to take such pride in a teammate like Pat Hughes doing what he's doing. And really, we're just privileged to be uh, working with him and you guys alongside him. So thank you for the time this morning. Have a great day. Thanks, David. Brucey, we look uh, forward to seeing you guys back home. Pat take Hughes. care, guys. All right, Zach, take care. Pat Hughes goes into 
the Hall of Fame as the 47th recipient of the Ford C. Frick Award later today. And we will have his speech right here on the score after the postgame show. You can also find Pat's Call to the Hall, the documentary we put together last night on your free Odyssey app. And after his speech in the postgame postgame show today on the score, brought to you by Granger, the official partner of the Chicago Cubs and Wrigley Field. Call click Granger.com or just stop by. Bruce, we're going to get back to the Cubs when we come back. I have a question for you on today's starting pitcher for the Cubs. I hope you can help me understand and maybe get behind, but it's one that I was surprised by. We'll talk about it next inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. You know, I love my time as, as a starter. Uh, back with the Tigers, and unfortunately, injuries kind of took over my career. But uh, you know, we we did some work uh, in the off season, all this rehab work. Uh, came back, and not knowing if uh, my body could handle the the rota- the, uh, the workload as a starter anymore uh, after a couple knee surgeries and a couple elbow surgeries. So we thought we'd try it out in the bullpen, and I love it there uh, so far. The last couple of years, I think it's. An adrenaline rush when I'm out there. I think that's what makes me a better pitcher. You know, could I think I could go back to starting? Absolutely now that we've kind of learned some things about my body. But um, it's hard to say that I'm not having more fun pitching out of the bullpen in some of the game's biggest spots. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. We've got Ozzie Guillen coming up at 10 o'clock. That was Michael Fulmer back on February 25th, though, Bruce. And he was telling us about maybe... He would get back to being a starter. He's a relief pitcher in the Cubs bullpen who's starting today. He pitched an inning yesterday. He's starting today. He's in the role of the opener. Why is he starting today? There's AAA guys that you could bring up. I want to see the little Wes Nasty again. Why is Michael Fulmer starting today for the Cubs against the Cardinals? All right. Well, there's a movie out there, and it's called The Trading Deadline. And uh, that movie is uh, – being uh, uh, going to be on full display here till uh, August 1st. So here, here, don't look at it just at, as Michael Fulmer being overused and starting a game today. Look at it as something else. Look at it as Michael Fulmer getting used to being a starting pitcher because he may have to be a starting pitcher after the deadline if you have guys like um, Stroman and Hendricks traded at the deadline, or Smiley, or all of them, you are going to be looking for competent pitchers to be able to fill out your rotation. It's ne- the answers aren't necessarily, well, we're going to go to Wesneski and uh, some other minor leaguers like Ben Brown. Uh, okay. They might, they might be there, but they might also be guys that end up throwing one or two innings, and you better have some backup ideas to get through the, the rest of the season if that's the what the Chicago Cubs baseball looks like in the last 60 games. Okay, if that's the movie the Cubs are playing, I'd rather see Barbie because <laughs> I just do not look at that as compatible with what the Cubs are trying to do in the standings. I, I, I look at this morning, you wake up, and they're 46-51, and 51, seven and a half games back of the Brewers. You open the door a little bit wider to being sellers. I get all that. But if you're trying to maintain and cling to any hope that they're going to get on a roll here before July 31st, before August 1st, 
I don't know how starting a relief pitcher to prepare for the rest of the season puts you in a better position to do that. All I'm saying, David, is Cubs are giving themselves as many options of trading guys and, and, and putting them in different positions that they, they can. Uh, I, I, you know, I appreciate the fact that you always speak for the fans and you have a fan's voice. I, I think it's great. I think it's, it's something that's really needed uh, in, uh, in our industry because th- those are the people that pay our checks. They're the ones that, uh, uh, just like the athletes, uh, we're, we're working because they consider us okay and we're still on the air. But the idea here is that at the very best, what are the Chicago Cubs to you, David? Are they the Philadelphia Phillies of 2022? Do they have that type of talent that's going to take them on that magical run to the World Series and come within two games of winning the World Series? Can we be honest about it? Or, I mean, is is there anything that tells you this is a World Series team? I think that's a good point, and it's worth keeping in mind, and we'll continue to discuss the kind of balance you have to strike in wanting them to win games and knowing how uh, the best thing for them is to maybe make trades. And I think that's the tough thing for fans to accept for a third straight July. We're going to shift gears there. We're going to go talk to the Ozzie Guillen uh, about the White Sox on the south side and what's ahead for them. want to let people know if you are listening to us and maybe have the sound down on your television set as you watch the Open over in Royal Liverpool Brian Harmon is leading at 9 under par. John Rahm is at 6 under par. And open championship updates here on the score are presented by the BMW Championship, hosted by Olympia Fields Country Club this August. Ozzie Gein's next. It's inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.